You know what? Forget that. Let, like, y'all can watch the rest of our intro later at the end of this video. Let's just kick it straight into this video because there's so much we need to cover and talk about. So just fast forward straight to the good stuff. What's going on, y'all? We are the Set of Fanatics. My name is Robert Adams. Your name is also, you blew your mic up immediately as soon as you started talking. Also, my name is Chris uh, Adams. Probably. <laughs> Technical things aside, there was a really good episode of WandaVision on last night or today, or depending on when you actually uh, viewed it. Uh, let's talk about this episode. Um, before no. we jump into that, we go into, sorry, I, I know. Oh, okay. I know. But before we jump into it, uh, thank y'all, those of y'all that are here as we get started. Uh, if y'all have any questions, comments, make sure to drop those in the chat. You can also hit up thestreamlabs.com slash cinefanatics. Also, remind you to hop on our Patreon, patreon.com slash cinefanatics. We've been pumping out some good stuff there with our ranking videos. There's been our behind the scenes, some bloopers, a lot of funny stuff. We got some good stuff coming up also very soon. So hop on that Patreon, at least that avengers tier that's the right sweet spot for you anyway speaking of avengers wandavision so how'd you what did you think of this uh episode uh this might be the best episode they've had so far honestly until and until think, next week <laughs> until next week oh yeah i mean that's obviously like i'm loving each and every single one of these episodes more and more with each episode that we get i think the reason why this this is so good is because it's the great marriage of the first three episodes and then that fourth episode where we got to see, you know, what was going on during those first three episodes towards perspective. Now we're doing this back and forth, back and forth thing between the one division show and what's happening on the outside. And I love that because it's, I don't know. It's, it's building up tension in like just the right way, just the yeah. right way. Yeah. Um, and just got home from work, y'all. So I'm trying to catch my breath. This is a good episode. It was a good day at work. So that's how we're going into this. Um, there was a lot of things that they did in this particular episode. I didn't think they were going to do. Like, yeah. I, there was so much I was like, oh, we're going to do that now, huh? Oh, that's cool. Whoa, wait. Y'all are doing what? Like, we'll touch upon these as we get through it. Um. But yeah, I mean, as far as quick summary, again, we're talking about that this is the merge of the real world with the sitcom. Um, and we're seeing like what's going on with now that they have the kids that were born way too fast. What's all the shenanigans going on with them? While what is Sword trying to do to really figure out what's going on with this Westview anomaly? Yeah. I, I like that this episode brought us back to the the openings that we've had of the first uh the first what three episodes yeah. where they all seem to be kind of based off of a a sitcom this one opened up with this well, <laughs> this opening which is a complete real, nod to, to family ties yeah but real, real quick before we get too deep guys uh oop, there we go just, just take this down for a second <laughs> before we get too deep guys just a reminder, in case you didn't see it in the title, this is a spoiler talk. We're going to be talking spoilers, Easter eggs, all that stuff here. So if you have not yet watched the episode for any reason, come back to this later. You're not watching this slide right now. You're going to have to watch it later. Uh, 
Otherwise, be prepared to be spoiled or talk about the spoilers. So that's what's happening here. Okay, go back. Go back to what you're doing. Some great spoilery content in this. So. Oh yeah, you wanna you wanna have fresh eyes on this one. Uh, so yeah, we saw that again. This family ties opening, and then it moved on, showing like everyone as they were younger getting uh, grown up, uh, including Wanda. We got Vision with the baby Vision, and then they showed the kids, uh, which uh, we saw quickly aged up from like newborns to five-year-olds uh, yeah. and that kind of set the the tone as to where we're going with like now we're in the 80s uh yeah definitely draw drew a lot on family ties i know there was a one part in the opening where it showed them running on the field like next to the gazebo they're running towards the camera while the camera's panning at them and i was like oh that is so full house that, yeah. that is oh, yeah, the no. family running towards the camera at full house. So I like that. I 100% cut the full house stuff. I was like, man, maybe as we get like more into 90s, if we do 90s next week, we mm -hmm. uh, get a little bit of like, I'm, I'm guessing like, they would go like full family members, boys world type stuff. Yeah. Which would be. At, at that point, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be connected to like a TGIF uh, type of setup, which that would be great. It would make sense. I mean, because it's all within the uh, ABC parent company of Disney. So, I mean, TGIF was was ABC's thing. So that'd be yeah. kind of that'd be kind of a little throwback. Um, do we want to like talk about that cold open before the before the uh, actual intro of the show happen? Because there's some um, there's some stuff even in there. Yeah, let's go go to the cold open. Um, that one was. Like it just started <laughs> off at their house. Mm -hmm. uh, they're trying to take care of the babies, the kids. Um, and was it Darwin? Vision is reading Darwin's The Descent of Man. Like, really? <laughs> A Charles Darwin book to the kids? I, I granted the humor is he's trying to make the kids fall asleep, but. Uh, the thing I like about that is Wanda can't, can't make the kids fall asleep, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings up her line of why won't you do what I want? And I think that's a very like right off the bat. It's a very important line um, because I think throughout the theme throughout this episode is Wanda is Wanda really actually completely in control. It seems like it, but things are happening that are outside of her control. Multiple things throughout this episode happen that are outside of her control that she questions and starts wondering, wait, hold on, what? And so I think that line, like right off the beginning, sets up the tone like, hey, we're moving in a different direction. We we know that we set you up. It's all Wanda. It's all Wanda. But maybe uh, maybe we want to take this in a different direction than you thought with that. And we got you. We got you. <laughs> so. Yeah. Also, can we talk uh, about we, real quick? Uh, can we talk about real quick uh, the the fact that Vision walked in with the binkies and his ears, but he had them just phased into his head. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and they um, weren't ears; they just But going back to like the is someone else controlling <laughs> this? That leads us straight into Agnes. Just just walks straight in, like she walks helps herself to walking into the house, which is funny because that was a major trope of like. 80s sitcoms like 80s 90s you had characters that would just come waltzing in whenever they felt like it like they had an open door yeah. policy on the house 
like you saw a lot on Full House, or uh, I know Family Matters, like Steve Urkel would come over all the time. Uh, so Agnes just helps herself, and then all this weirdness with like the babies and stuff goes on, and she does that weird thing where she's talking to Wanda, but she brings up something that was a little odd, and she just stops and looks at Wanda like, "Should should I take that back? Should we should we do another nope. take?" What happened was that the situation is she was not expecting Vision to become more aware of his environment. He's becoming more yeah. aware of his environment, so he was completely off, off script from what she was expecting him to do, in which case Agnes was thrown off, and that's when she did this. Should we just take this from the top again? What's going on here? Which I think is a very interesting dynamic because up until this point, we just imagine that people are being controlled. Their minds have been wiped or warped or whatever and they are essentially having to do whatever wanda wants which makes it weird that someone is is stepping outside of that right now going oh well wanda should I just should we just do this scene over again and it's like within that world within that world specifically like for vision this is this is the this is his life now this is the world it's like that doesn't make sense you know, for there to be some self-awareness that it's a TV show by anybody. So that's, I, th I think, I think that one's that, that is kind of interesting with, uh, with Agnes. There's, there's a lot still with Agnes though. And I do like her line of uh, like saying that uh, she, or she refers to herself as anti Agnes, uh, yeah. which is a callback to, I think I actually still have it. Uh, mm -hmm. A callback to, was it the second episode that began? Yeah. The second episode that began with like the animated opening, like Bewitched and the grocery store. Uh, again, looking at that poster at the back, it's <laughs> that kitty litter that lasts is Annie A's. So a nice, again, callback to Agnes potentially being Agatha Harkness, which I mean, uh, she is. She's Agatha Harkness. Let's all just, yeah. Uh, but a nice nod to that. But she says that Annie A's got some tricks up her sleeve. Yeah. Nice little. Nice little there. Um, the other aspect too that I, that I love, and there's going to be a few of these things that I want to bring up that feel like I'm stretching a little bit, that I'm, I'm kind of reaching, but at the same time, it we'll see how it plays out. There's a part where Wanda, uh, where, or Agnes is, is going to like handle the kids, take care of the kids, and Wanda says, you're a lifesaver, Agnes. And I'm wondering if that one small line has any kind of bearing over the potential relationship of Agnes and Wanda here. Like what is, what is Wanda doing? What has Agnes done? Is Agnes technically saved Wanda's life? Are we talking about Vision's life being saved? What's happening here? Um, and that's the, that's the thing with this show is now we're at a point where every single little thing could be scrutinized. We're like, Oh my absolutely. God, she, she took a breath. What does that mean? She ate a grape. Does that mean something like what's happening well, here? <laughs> As example, she busted out the lavender, which if you know anything about lavender, obviously we have like essential oils and stuff nowadays, and we understand that she was right. It does have some kind of like relaxation properties to it, you know, if we like breathe it in aromatically and all that. But there is that tied connection to things like lavender and whatnot, having a connection with like witchcraft and whatnot. So for Agnes to uh, come out here like, I've got lavender all of a sudden on me. It's like, okay. For that time, maybe she is a witch. Mm -hmm. 
that's and that's that's just a side thing. Like obviously, like we're we know again, like the essential thing. Ladder has properties, but not regardless. But it's just, I thought it was a fun, a fun little like. Hey, she's just gonna offhandedly have some right on her because she probably uses it in her witchcraft. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what leads us into the opening that I've already talked about uh before we move any further uh we saw vernon dropped a super or, or stream labs uh saying raising money for silver hair dye anybody in uh i would be in because i'm actually kind of curious with like like a brown a reddish brown beard and silver hair how would that look on me the problem I is, think is i work a, I, I work a customer service and i can't do that <laughs> That's not the only problem. The other problem is, is that you are pasty white, and that would just look weird. It would just accentuate <laughs> the whiteness, which is what my I got new lights here, and I think that's what the, they're doing also. So <laughs> I need to turn up the uh, the light behind me. But uh, yeah. also, as uh, I, I, I see a couple of new people. Yeah, I was gonna say I have chat. a couple other I have a couple other things to say about the intro. But before we do that, let's uh, highlight some of these comments over here. Mm -hmm. We got Cutter. We know Cutter. He was at yeah, the we uh, Cutter at Showdown Live events. Yeah. He's like, so guys, long time. Hope y'all are doing well. Love today's one division. I lost my crap at the end. We oh, all so did. did. So did we. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Rachel here. Hi, everyone. Hi, Rachel. And then uh, we have a new new face here. Glue. Too bad that vision isn't really back. Are we sure? Yeah, because this episode kind of revealed something that I was like, oh, that's how and why. It still leaves me another question, which we'll get to when we when we get to talking about that. But yeah, um, <laughs> Richard, so quick, yeah. a trendsetter again, right? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about Richard Gear a lot lately, but that's because of our next ranking video that we have coming out next Wednesday. Yep, it was just because it hasn't hit the channel yet, and Rachel's already bringing up Richard Gear. Like, it's connections. Yeah, how? Um, before we dive further, uh, I love that Ag Agnes had that line before the theme. Ah, oh, kids, you can't control them no matter how hard you try, which is just the line necessary to be like, oh, someone's highlighting the fact that Wanda can't control everything. Again, this is going to be a theme I'm probably going to bring up through a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here. Yeah. And I wonder if that means that Agnes is just like fully aware that Wanda doesn't have all the control because she has a little bit of the control. So this this brings me into a question that I had uh, going into this episode, and I don't feel like it was fully answered, but it's amazing that you have characters like Agnes, who obviously is aware that she's in some kind of a show by blatantly asking Wanda, hey, do you want to do you want to do this again? Do you want to take it back? Like Vision's not supposed yeah. to be this self-aware. Do you want to redo this and make sure he's not aware of what's going on type of thing? Uh, we've had their neighbor Herb when he was uh, when he was sawing through the wall. He was trying to tell Vision like, "Hey, this is all because we're." And then Agnes is like, "Dude, you can't you can't mention it. Shut up." So we've yeah. got people in Westview that obviously know what's going on, but then you've got some that I guess don't. Uh, for example, Vision and his coworkers when they all get this, they get this email from Sword. Uh, all the coworkers kind of turn into like zombies, all reading it in the same monotone voice. And then we've got where Vision is trying to dig into his coworker's head and snaps his coworker out of like whatever whatever trance he was in, like 
it snaps him out, and he the coworker turns around and says, uh, "We've got to stop her." Something like that. Yeah. So make, obviously, make as we go this, obviously, as we go through this episode, uh, we each took our own notes over kinds of over the kinds of things that we're seeing here, and uh, obviously. Your notes are further on than mine. Uh, well, I, I got mean, a ton I, of slow spell before I, we get there. Well, I jumped over that just because coming back, it, it comes back to what we were saying at the beginning. In yeah, that, yeah, yeah. there's there seems to be some people that are controlled and some people that aren't. So going back to again, Agnes at the beginning with like, do you want me to start this over? Right. Like I, I'm trying to figure out what's what's the full explanation as to why some people seem to be okay with it and some aren't. Or, or some people are aware and some people aren't. Vernon, does the word necrophilia mean anything to this series? Uh, probably not, actually. And again, I don't think that Vision is still dead. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you noticed in the uh, in the actual theme in the intro, uh, they are keeping the same Wanda Vision in there. It sounds a little bit different each time because the decades change and the uh, style yeah. of sitcom intro music changes, but they're still keeping the same, the same structural, the str- rhythmic structure to the, to the song. Uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, the other stuff I wanted to bring up quick because there's like lyrics within the intro that we need to highlight and touch on too. Mm-hmm. Um, besides the fact that you got like, a baby vision there, which makes no sense and kind of lends to the does did does vision actually remember anything that happened before his life, before he died, essentially, which it sounds like later on he when he talks about it, no. So it's kind of funny that a life is being made up for him, essentially, within the intro of the series. Uh well, I like a couple of the lyrics here saying forces may try to pull us apart, but nothing can phase me when you're in my heart. Making it up as we go along. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> all right, you guys aren't even trying to be subtle anymore. You guys are just like, hey, this is this is exactly what's happening in the show. This is the level that you should already be aware of where we're trying to take this show. So now you're just playing. We're playing with you. So, yeah. <laughs> um, And then like off the intro, I don't know if you had anything else to touch on in the, in the intro at all, but uh, no. So off of that, they they did the first uh, switch over completely to real life, the real world within the MCU, and I think that was like that was great because you like you have the sitcom intro, like okay, we're back in sitcom and everything, then fresh off the intro, boom, nope, we're seeing the aftermath of Monica, you know, having flown out of the, out of the uh, the hex, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got Darcy is officially calling it the Hex, which is back to all the the rumors about the Hex, whether it means AIM or Honeycombs or this, that, or the other, or it just means Hex as in, like, the witch Hex thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we, we realized that, like, you've got, like, Monica's outfit is still... It's still the same 70s look, and they test it, they shoot at it, they realize it's that 70s looking outfit made of Kevlar. So anything yeah. that comes out of the anomaly is still the way it looked in the anomaly, uh, which is what leads them into in into sending an 80s type drone in. So therefore, it kind of meshes with the world and really isn't noticed yeah. that much. 
I do uh, like I do like though that they were saying like we need to take Monica's scans again, draw her blood again because everything came back weird. It's not like the, I guess the machine's broken. Machine's not broken. Monica has superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if we know this, but her character is, is a photon in the uh, comics. I know we touched on an earlier episode because photon was the call sign given to Maria Rambo. Maria. But the that name actually belongs to Monica Rambo in terms of superhero persona so i think that she was also she was also a captain marvel at one time yeah though so i think that's that's definitely going to play into it a little bit but um i so i think we have i think we have here which is the first instance of us questioning is vision actually still alive because we saw the footage of wanda breaking into a sword to steal his corpse Mm mm-hmm which uh, I don't know what to think about that yet because I know a lot of people are theorizing that the vision that is in WandaVision is essentially just a corpse puppet that everybody in the world around him, all they see is a... <laughs> all they see is this corpse floating everywhere. <laughs> Where in re- real, real life, uh, or not real life, in Wanda's head, she, what we're seeing is the actual vision. That freaks me out if it's just a corpse of vision just floating around everywhere, you know? Well, that that's something that this solidified, too, because before this episode, all, all we could think of is, like, if Wanda's recreating this entire world, she may be recreating vision within this world. Now we've got this, this hint. Uh, we know that she went into S.W.O.R.D. to steal Vision's body. I, I can't remember if they actually said she was successful at getting vision's body out i don't know if they actually confirmed that i think we're just led to believe that she went in after the body and now vision's here she could have been unsuccessful and so she is just making him up or she was successful this is vision's body and she is basically working him like a puppet with and that's why we saw in the last episode with him looking deadsies the implication is definitely that she was successful and got the body, though. And that's that's what we're led to believe, and that she is reanimated, reanimating the corpse again, which is fascinating. That's great. Now, how did she get the Mind Stone? How is the Mind Stone in Vision's head? And what if it isn't? It's not. Yeah. So the Mind Stone wouldn't wouldn't be. I think it comes back to the fact that the and I'm sure I have this somewhere in my notes, but. It comes back to uh, the fact that they both of them came from the Mind Stone, essentially. The Mind Stone is the reason why Vision was alive, and the Mind Stone is the reason why Wanda has powers to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does, does come back later. I know Vision at one point uh, says to her that we used to be of the same mind, and now I'm not sure anymore. And I'm like, oh, they were of the same mind. Stone? Yeah, so I thought that was, that was kind of funny, but... Um, it's, it, it is interesting. I, I do think that my theory right now is that she was somehow able to bring him back to life. I mean, he is a synthesoid. He's not actually a human. I, you can't dictate whether he has a soul or not. It's more of a, he was, he had an artificial life of sorts that she's able to just recreate and bring back. She's got the power of the mind stone within her powers. So it, it, it far be a stretch to say like oh, within her power range, she can't actually just bring him back to life. 
which might be something that I would have to assume that she's worked on for a while because she seemed very distraught when almost killing Thanos in Endgame that he literally took vision from her. So she might and not have been aware that she did that. Didn't they mention that in this episode that they go back yeah. and they say that Wanda is so powerful she actually could have probably taken out Thanos by herself? She Yeah, she almost did if it wasn't for the blitz that he sent onto the field. Yeah, so that's the thing is like this is starting to slowly like ramp up to showing that Wanda is as powerful as she has already been in the comics. In the comics, she's recreated universes and like changed everything, like eliminated all the mutants and stuff. This, this is the show trying to reach that peak level and show us like how strong and powerful she could be. And I think that's what's getting a lot of viewers is a lot of people just don't know that. Uh, they don't mm -hmm. realize that she has that kind of power. And so that's like going into this, if you know it, you're like, oh, I bet you Wanda's like controlling everything. She's recreated a, a universe because we already know she's possible, capable of doing that. Uh, people not knowing the comics, they don't know that. <laughs> so that's where a lot of the surprise of this could be coming from. Yeah, they don't realize that Wanda's essentially like one of the most powerful characters within the comics. So, yeah. Uh Let's see, real quick also before we continue, uh, those of y'all in the chat, again, thank y'all for being here. If you have any input as we're, I know we're kind of like cherry picking bits and parts of this. This was a crazy episode. We're kind of all over the place instead of going like in one linear fashion, just how things may connect to one another. If there's anything that sounds like something that you have seen that you want to, that you want to verbalize in the chat let us know so we could also be aware of it and then we could also be talking about that over this as well uh there's only two of us here on this video so we might not have seen or caught everything if you did let us know so we can all be aware of it also and if you want to make um, sure yeah. if you definitely want to make sure that we do see your comment too remember there are stream labs up there you can send it in there and we will definitely 100 see it there for sure yeah the chat might get away from us sometimes. So just in case, boom, there's that available to you too. So uh, is, I, I love how like comfy Agnes is with these kids like aging up. Yeah. And, and that's going back to what I was saying to begin with. Like some of these people are familiar with what's going on in the world and some of them aren't. Uh, some of them look like they're actually being controlled. So uh, that's what I was wondering. Like, what what theories do we possibly have for that? Well, so you, you touched on it with like Norm. So Norm in the office, um, mm -hmm. he Vision had to snap him out some power ability to snap people out of out of the situation that they're in with Wanda, or we assume Wanda. Um, he has power to do that. So my question is. He didn't do that for Herb in that in that last episode in in episode three. What Herb was able to do the whole we're all uh, and that's in you know we brought it up. Agnes is like no 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 don't don't do that. Um, but Vision didn't snap him out. Vision didn't do the touch the head snap him out thing. Uh, yeah. So this comes back to what was. For me, and I brought this up in one of the earlier episodes, what was it that Wanda was doing? What was she, what was her mind and focus completely on when Herb was sitting there having that conversation with Vision? 
And is it is was Wanda completely distracted that time and couldn't have control over Herb in that situation, which is what I think is happening. Whereas in this episode, Wanda sent essentially sent uh, Vision off to work on a Saturday to take his mind off of things, as she says, which means mm-hmm. that she has control. We assume she has control. We assume she's controlling things. She has control over the people who are in that office. Meaning at that time, Norm is under full, fully under her control. So it was the fact that want that Vision was able to snap him out is what is what leads to the whole why do some why are some people aware and some people aren't? It depends on what Wanda's able to focus on at that time. Is her attention on keeping those people focused? Um, I don't know. That's that's the way it looks to me. In this in this situation, and of course, we're assuming Agnes at this point probably can operate outside of that. Although, if you guys watch the trailer, we're probably going to get a little bit of Agnes getting snapped out of something here later too. So, who knows where that fits in all this? But I guess we'll find out in a later episode. Yeah. So there's, uh, yeah, uh, basically in the trailer, she's dressed as a witch. I guess on, when they're all de- all dressed up for Halloween, and Vision yeah. snaps her out of it as well, and she's like, "Where have I been?" Yeah, like, yeah. So like, that's what I'm wondering is like, could she be a person that's being controlled by Agatha Harkness in that way, and that Vision snaps Agatha Harkness out of? whatever this random woman, Catherine Hahn, whoever. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, nice too. theory. Because, I mean, we still got another look at the uh, whiteboard back in Sword, and she still doesn't have a name. So they still haven't figured out who she is. And I'm I'm amazed that they haven't actually said anything about that in the show yet, because you think the amount of time that they've already been spending at the Anomaly site, they're like, hey, we should probably take a look at this person that we haven't figured out who they are yet. That might be important. Yeah. Um, Although they could be just completely distracted by the fact that they now believe that one is the sole victimizer. So I, I feel like, I feel like the full reveal of Agnes being Agatha Harkness is probably going to be safe for like the last episode. This is, this is probably going to be going to be some kind of like an antagonistic battle between her and Wanda. So that, that might be interesting to see if that's, if that's what happens, even though Agatha Harkness in the comics is actually a good person who's trying to help Wanda. So, so right here says, Glue says, she got her power from the Mind Stone, so it's easy for her to somehow recreate it in her fantasy, talking about recreating the Mind Stone in Vision's head, but that's also the reason why he can't survive after she loses control. The only thing that that sounds, that sounds pretty close, but the only thing I would argue against that is, let's go back to uh, Monica's outfit coming out of the anomaly and still existing as it was within within the anomaly. Uh, it obviously they were talking about it's made of full ke- Kevlar, so it was taking what she was already wearing and just kind of morphing it into something new. But it retained its structure, it retained what it was within outside, just same same as that uh, jump rope that got pulled back out of the sewer. Everything mm-hmm. that comes out of there retains what Wanda is doing. The The wall itself is not the barrier to what's real and what's not. This is, So it, I believe it was Monica said everything within there is real. 
So everything that happens within that in that town right now is being created, is being real. It's just, which is why her kids are actually real. The twins, they are real. Everything created in there is is real. So in this situation, that's what really pushes me to say, can Vision exist outside of it? I do believe he can, which tells me he's probably back to life again. And she can do that without having the Mind Stone in his head. Now, the question becomes, is she needed constantly in order to keep him alive? Or can he now exist independently of her power? If she goes off, she's somewhere else and not thinking about him, can he still, is he still alive? That's, that's the question I have. And we've, we've already seen something like that in the trailers where we've seen Vision at the, the wall of the anomaly and he himself is trying to push against it, trying to figure out what's outside of that. Yeah. So we might be getting that one pretty soon as well. And that's, that's, I feel like that's going to be the big one that answers like a lot of questions when we find out what exactly is visions limitations within this world. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to jump back into a couple, I want to jump back into okay. a couple of things with sword, but, um, I want to look at here. I want uh, to like speed run through here in a little bit. I got a couple things yeah. to speed run through. Yeah, uh, I know we've kind of we've kind of like hovered around a lot of like main topics still, kind of like at the first half of the episode. And I want this I want this stream to uh, chutter along real quick. Um, but real quick, also going into the streamlabs. Uh, Cutter Hale has dropped us a stream live saying a couple of things. One, Norm doesn't say Wanda. He just says uh, she. He just says she's. I've I've heard rumors that Dottie might be involved. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Norm 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 says make her stop. So we don't know if he's in reference to Wanda or potentially even uh, Agatha Harkness at this point. Yeah. Uh, And then yeah, we still don't know anything about Dottie as well. Uh, two, the argument between Wanda and Vision, I think, is both Olsen and, and uh, Paul Bettany's best acting moments in the MCU. Uh, yeah. Uh, and do you think do you think there's a bigger cameo coming potentially? It just really depends on what direction this is going. We we've, we've touched upon a lot so far. I like because like outside of this, Elizabeth Olsen has said there's a there's a Luke Skywalker and Mandalorian level cameo coming, which right now we would think is the, uh, the Petro at the episode situation. Uh, but like, who's to say that Dr. Strange doesn't show up by the end of the series. Cause this is supposed to merge right into multiverse of madness. So I don't know if I would call anybody in the MCU showing up a Luke Skywalker level cameo, but put in perspective and context of how, what she's trying to convey. Uh, it could be either one of those. It could be Quicksilver. It could be, someone who's going to move this right along into the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Uh, so going back to sword, uh, we, we saw Monica got the X-ray. The X-ray looks blank. There's a huge yeah. nod towards, uh, yeah, uh, that she's got powers. Um, and then there's a couple of things like Monica at one point was saying that she knows a neurospace engineer that could help. I'm wondering who that could be. <laughs> No, seriously, I'm curious as to who that might be. <laughs> a lot of people theorize that she's talking about Reed Richards, which that's, I mean, that's the same situation as 
what uh when Eric Selvig in the first Thor was talking about, he knows the scientist who knows gamma radiation. He was talking about Bruce, obviously. Yeah. Um. Or was or was he re- he was maybe he was referencing something else and he was talking about Hank Pym. I don't know. But either one of those are situations where it's like you're referencing somebody extra outside. We haven't seen Reed yet, but this could be our first nod to Fantastic Four being in here. Yeah. Uh, And then Monica also seems to not really want to discuss Captain Marvel too much. Uh, Like they brought up Captain Marvel's name and she was like real quick to be like, yeah, I don't want to talk about her. Like, yeah, yeah. She's not happy about the idea of Captain Marvel. Uh, for for whatever degree, maybe she's not happy that Captain Marvel wasn't able to stop Thanos and therefore ruined the ability to have her last moments with her mom kind of situation. That that or maybe there was <laughs> there was something that Captain Marvel did that is what uh, affected her what affected Maria Rambo, possibly. That's that's what I think. I think it's the fact that that Carol wasn't on Earth when Thanos was to essentially go after his head instead of Thor. So yeah, she could be kind of messed up about that. Yeah, um, and then I want to quickly, briefly talk up, uh, touch upon. Well, l- before we get into that, uh, I did want to say one of my greatest, my favorite moments of this is uh, going back to the drone being sent in. Yeah. The drone was sent in, as far as Monica knew, just for reconnaissance. Uh, but then you got uh, Tyler Hayward is actually shooting missiles out of it at Wanda and her family. Uh, this does not make Wanda happy. And so she uses that time to step outside of the anomaly, uh, which was great. Like, that was a great, like, oh, crap, like, they're actually going here type of moment that... yeah. Now we're this far in, and all of a sudden we see Wanda's coming back to the real world. Not only that, but when she steps out of the anomaly, she's got her accent back. Yeah. Like, that was cool. Yeah. That was fascinating to me, because that's like, okay, where has that been? Like, obviously, she she lost the accent. Did she Has she just been intentionally hiding the accent the entire time? Or what was happening there? But that's a nice, nice little bit of character character stuff for her there. Um, now, what I like about uh, that though is if what I like about that though is if you're like listening to her when she's talking, uh, you immediately think that she's speaking in a tone of anger. But what I heard was that it sounds like there's a sense of desperation, which leads me back to the theory that maybe she's aware that she's not completely in control, that somebody else is above and controlling the whole thing, which there's more to touch on that again later on as well. Uh, and maybe that person is threatening her, her family other people lies of others and what she's doing by creating this anomaly is actually keeping the people within the town alive and safe, so to speak. Maybe she has heroic intentions the entire time. And we're thinking we're made to think that she looks like a villain right now. Yeah. Uh, I I absolutely love that part. Uh, I'm kind of thinking the whole thing with the accent is if you look back, like at the, the TV shows, the sitcoms are trying to emulate. Um, Really, I'm not that familiar with there being too many like Eastern European accents in those TV shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of them are all like just straight uh, homegrown Americana type of an accent. And so therefore, that's what she's trying to do. She's like, well, my there was no Sokovian accent in these TV shows. So therefore, there's no Sokovian accent in my recreation of them. Uh, But absolutely. And thank you for the super chat. 
But yeah, the yeah. scene where she, when she stepped out of that, I was like, oh, this is this is gonna be awesome. Um, uh, Cutter also said real quick, if they bring Reed in, it would be great, but they would need to reveal. I don't think they're actually gonna bring Reed in. I think they just made a nod to him. So I don't think they have to cast anybody for it yet. I think they just nodded to his existence. Uh, it was like um, Winter anyway. Sol- Winter Soldier when uh, uh, what's his face uh, was reading off names that uh, Shield. Hydra's interested in. He said, uh, "Dr. Stephen Strange, Sidwell, yeah, yeah, Sidwell, yeah, Sidwell, Sidwell." Um, um, let's see. <laughs> what else? Yeah. What do we want to talk about next? This was a good episode. Uh, actually, yeah, there's a lot that I can just like rapid fire. Um, yeah, uh, we touched on pretty much. Touched on mostly. The other thing, uh, this might be fast forward. No, this is actually when they're going after Sparky. Which, by the way, Sparky the dog, mm-hmm. uh, reference to Vision's dog in the comic books. There's a, there's a uh, storyline where Vision has an entire family, and he's got a little Vision dog. Uh, same thing. That do- that dog's name within that comic storyline is Sparky. So that's where that's where that's actually coming from. Fun yeah. little knot. Uh, um, I like when and- they go after. When I go after the dog, though, and uh, the mailman stops him and goes, "What's wrong, kids?" Like, "Oh, our dog got away," and and he's like, "Well, I bet your mom won't let him get too far." Have fun, kids, and then walks off. There's the part where you're thinking, like, "Oh, your mom, your mom's got this. She's a she's a she's a lady. She's a lady who knows what she's doing. She she can handle the situation." But really, it's a no. Your mom won't let the dog go too far. Yeah, she can control the dog. <laughs> uh, no, we have not talked about the ending yet, so that is still coming here in a little That'll, bit. We'll be talking about it in about three hours. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not gonna, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the thing, uh, probably before we start talking about the ending, because the ending is one whole. There was a lot to unpack out of the ending, uh, but before we get into that. Uh, we were blessed with another commercial in this. <laughs> this commercial was good because this is this was one that I don't feel like this commercial was really hiding anything. This one was a no, very strong all. wink and nod to if you're familiar with the MCU and what's been going on, you know like what this commercial is referencing. And that was for the the Lagos paper towels. I I, I wouldn't call this a wink and a nod. I'd call this, hey, this is what we're doing. Pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a um, they just blatantly told you what they're doing here. What did they say? Lagos paper towels. When you make a mess, you didn't mean to. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so going back to Wanda basically being the cause of civil war, accidentally uh, causing that building to explode with uh, when she shoots up crossbones up into the air, uh, causes a lot of deaths, unfortunately, in Lagos. So, uh, yeah, great reference. I love that. Um, I don't know if the we, other thing. We want to... Well, say so the other thing about these commercials. We touched on this before, but there's a there's a rumored theory, or there's a theory out there uh, that the two individuals, the 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 man and the woman in the in the ad, are uh, her and Pietro's parents. Yeah, um, which we were told like a... was I- Irina and Oleg Maximoff. Uh, which I tried doing research on that, and I don't know who they are. 
No, because in again in the comics we're 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 talking about were the, at one point they were the children of Magneto, then they weren't. But are they? And it kind of goes back and forth in the comics a lot of times. So I don't know if these two characters actually have comic origins, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but what I like about it is if you actually stop and look at them, based on you know how close they can get within casting and everything, I actually believe that Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen could be the offspring of those two individuals, just in how children look like their parents kind of a situation. But what we're trying to say is we're, we're stereotyping these two individuals and go, yep, those look like people that would come from Sokovia. That's exactly what we're doing here. They look like Sokovians. Yeah, that's totally what I meant how, by bringing how, that up. How, how dare you? <laughs> Don't stereotype Sokovians that way. <laughs> Sokovia's not real. Um... <laughs> whatever sokovia is not real next thing you know you're gonna be telling me wakanda is not real <sighs> whatever no, sokovia sokovia doesn't exist anymore ultron destroyed it moving on oh okay <laughs> um so yeah we got that fantastic commercial um there's a theory about the commercials that uh a friend of ours posted online i don't really want to dive too much into it until I see like a little more about it, but it's a really interesting theory. And if we get a commercial on next week's and it seems to lean in that direction, we might bring this up uh, just because that does look like yeah. where it might be possibly going. And it's really, if that's what they're doing, that is a mind blowing thing. But um, I would say, yeah, if, I'd, I'd say if one more gets confirmed, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, but I think, are we ready to start diving into that ending? Well, so the first part of this uh, that I want to bring up is that uh, with the dog, when the kids are asking wanted to bring the dog back to life, and and she was like, I, I I I can't just bring I can't just bring things back to life, and she was looking very nervous while saying that because she possibly did she possibly did bring somebody back to life, and he walks into the scene immediately after she said that, which is just like oh perfect timing. But mm -hmm. what I like about that is it kind of it kind of throws back to uh, oh where did I, where did I put it down where did I put it down um, kind of throws back to yeah there was something earlier where uh, oh yeah no she was talking to the kids earlier about the dog and how um shoot what was it no hold on I'm mixing <laughs> myself up. In the meantime, while he does that, let me introduce my cat that just sits here and stares off into space for a while. <laughs> Thoroughly entertaining, isn't she? Lola. Oh, there you go. <laughs> she does respond. There was a there was a part where uh thank you for vamping Lola. There's a there's a part where she kind of did the opposite where she was uh saying something about death or or something like there there was something that it was funny that vision walked right into the scene at the same time that she was talking about it. So it's kind of like a parallel situation that was happening. I could have sworn yeah. I wrote in my notes, but I don't want to waste everyone's time by me sitting here and trying to fumble through them. So uh, to talk about so. it's a fun little thing that I picked up. That would be like basically in this kind of a sitcom situational comedic part is where someone's like, man, it's a good thing. There's not a carton of eggs laying around like, Hey, Guess what I just found outside? A carton of eggs. 
Like it's that kind mm-hmm. of a, a weird situation that is, it just so happens to be that way. I mean, cue the uh, Alanis said ironic again, but <laughs> I mean, it. isn't it ironic? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is. Um, so uh, let's see what else we got. Um, I know this is a lot of like just reading back on stuff. Yeah. It depends on if you're ready to talk about the starting with the conversation that Vision has yeah. with Wanda at the end. Because that's where that's where kind of the proverbial S hits the fan. Yeah. So uh, after all the hijinks that's been going on in this episode, Vision is questioning his reality. Uh, Wanda's completely stressed out by these kids that have now aged themselves from 5 to 10 to prove that they're responsible enough for a dog. Uh, Agnes seems to be completely okay with everything that's going on. And Wanda just wants it to just she's realized that her world is starting to get outside of her grasp. She wants it all to calm down. She's ready to end the episode and vision is not. So we get this where like the credits actually start rolling on this, which was fantastic. The credits start rolling. She's like, all right, well let's, let's, let's go to bed or let's go watch some TV or whatever. And vision's like, no, we're not done talking. We're, we're yeah. going to discuss this. We're going to handle this. And like, we actually saw, we, we see vision who again, is a, a robot an Android synthesoid showing emotion. Like he actually starts yelling at her to the point where he's like bowing up and like superpowers are starting to come out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What I, what I like about this conversation though, is it starts with, uh, him talking about uh, him, talk, him talking about his interaction with Norm, and that you know Norm's got a family. Norm's got he's he's in pain right now. You're hurting him, and she's you know I don't know what you're talking about. I don't understand what you're talking about. And then he's something to the effect of uh, he's like I do believe. Thanks for putting that up in the middle of my sentence. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me off. Throw me off. Um, he a talks good one, about Everything being in, could have been in Wanda's subconscious at first, but now she's aware of it. Where in their conversation, she talks about, "I'm not. I don't even know how this whole thing began." There's and obviously there's two different ways. You know, we think that maybe Wanda isn't trustworthy, and that she's just trying to keep the lie alive to keep Vision believing it and everything. I really. I don't know how, but at that point, it sounds like she's going, she is actually diving into it, going deep. Like, I don't know how this began. And it's like, no, there's something going on and I don't know how it started, but I kind of like it. And I kind of want to keep it going, which goes back to, is there somebody else in control? Does she know it? And is she okay with reality being where it's at? Because if she bucks the system that she's in right here, people start dying based on, the whim of whoever's in control. Maybe she's just trying to keep people alive and keep them safe. That's, that's kind of, that's, that's part of what I'm thinking there. Um, Cause it, I mean, it, it definitely sounds like something is out of her control here. She yeah. is, she is speaking to something being out of her control. Uh, Vision's trying to get answers from her. She can't give him answers. So she's just trying to sweep it all under the rug she can't give him all the answers he needs because she doesn't have all the answers herself. 
And so throughout this this whole ordeal, she's panicking. She's losing essentially control. Going back to what you were saying to begin with, is a lot of this crap just happens to to hit when she is seemingly being uh, like, look over here. And then something else happens over here. She's being distracted by this. I don't know why I couldn't yeah. think of the word distracted, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> she's being distracted, and that's when something else just chaotic is happening. Vision's got, her focus in that moment. Vision's got her focus in that moment, and then all of a sudden, ding dong. Yeah, all of a sudden, we get the doorbell rings, and what was it? Wanda says something like, I have no idea who could be at the door or why the doorbell's even ringing. Well, so it's a high tense situation between the two of them and the doorbell rings. So Vision's automatically just assuming, okay, she's just trying to get us away from this conversation again. She's just trying to distract yeah. and divert. And that's when she's like, no, I didn't do that. I promise you I didn't do that. I know you can't believe me right now, but I'm telling you I didn't do that. So she's into that conversation with Vision. That's, again, something happening outside of her control while she's focused on the conversation with Vision. So they they go ahead to answer the door, and we are all blessed with something very tricky and sneaky that Kevin Feige has cooked up for us, and that's by sticking Evan Peters Pietro at the door. Like what the what? <laughs> uh, so here's the thing: we knew going into this, we knew before this, uh, before the show even started, that Evan Peters was going to have a role in this. And we're all sitting here like, huh, that's going to be funny that uh, the guy that played Quicksilver for uh, Fox is now going to be in a show with Wanda, like essentially his like sister in, in interdimension, something like that. Back in the MCU we, playing the same character again. That's hilarious. But yeah, we had no idea who he was playing. And then of course there was the rumor. Once we saw that these kids were coming and the kids were aging up, we're like, maybe he's playing the grown up version of Speed because that would be a nice little nod. No, he's playing Pietro, but yeah. a different take on Pietro. And there's now there's like at least a whole two hour conversation <laughs> embedded into. <laughs> Where did this Pietro come from? Is it really Pietro? Uh, did he come from the Foxman universe? Is he existing somewhere within the MCU? Uh, what's happening? You know, there's a whole, there's a whole lot of lot of stuff to dive into on just where he came from and and what he's doing, how he's there. I, to put it simply, I truly believe that again we're looking at a situation where Agatha Harkness is in play here. She's she's controlling some stuff. She's manipulating some of the reality around uh, Wanda. For what reason? Maybe she's working for Mephisto still, and Mephisto's still in play here. She she signed the contract for the Fox and Disney deal. That's why she she's the one that created and signed that contract so that we could have x-men characters in the mcu thank you agatha hardness we appreciate that uh the interesting thing though is that like okay are we looking are we actually looking at the pietro from the x-men universe or are we talking about evan peters is just playing a pietro maximoff that isn't actually his pietro maximoff from the x-men universe but he's not really a pietro from the you MCU. know the 
was it the Earth six sixteen? Is what what the MCU the MCU's universe? The the MCU says that they're Earth six one six. While uh, those of y'all that are into the nerdy stuff of comics, Earth six one six is the normal regular Marvel universe in comic books. So they're trying to say that they're the new normal, which they're not. They actually have another number, but within the context of the MCU, they're Earth six one six. Yeah. So we're talking about this PHO potentially coming from a legally a different universe <laughs> than, than the MCU was. Uh, that's fascinating to me. Cause I know that's like freaking everybody out. Like they're actually doing it, actually connecting back to properties that had nothing to do with the MCU and almost kind of really ran concurrently with the MCU. So it doesn't, uh, like like we were talking about the Aaron Taylor Johnson Quicksilver and the Evan Peters Quicksilver existed at the same time. Uh, mm -hmm. First class, and, uh, it's preceding movies were happening the same time as, you know, Age of Ultron and all that. So we had two different Quicksilvers within like theatrical release window of just a few short months back in, back in that day. So it's kind of interesting that they are bringing him back in now. The other question is, is that the Fox men, Quicksilver, or is some other random citizen of this town just being mind controlled? Yeah, kind of like what I was saying earlier that uh, Agatha Harkness uh, or Agnes may be Agatha Harkness possessing this random person's body type of thing, and that that's that's what we see in the tr in the trailer of her driving the car dressed as a witch that Vision snaps her out yeah. and that she may not actually be her physically Catherine Hans face and whatnot may not actually be Agnes or Agatha Harkness. She's just a vessel and Agatha, Agatha Harkness. And that goes back to uh, like, say this, I feel like there's not an episode of this that goes by that we do live streaming that I can't show this picture, but Agatha Harkness is this older woman. So it's completely possible that she's still this older woman, like in the comics, and she's just kind of possessing the Catherine Hahn Agnes vessel. And she's been around for like a thousand years or so, so it makes sense. Something like that, yeah. So could this be the same thing that's what's happening with uh, Pietro here, the Evan Peters Pietro? It's possible because I mean, it's public knowledge that this movie does move into the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So our initial, everyone's initial thoughts are, oh, multiverses, he's coming from another universe. That must be the explanation. I'm not quick to say that they're going, they are actually going that route yet. I think, I think right now this is, for storyline purposes, a very cute casting. A very, oh, isn't that, isn't that fun what we did just now kind of a casting situation? But I don't actually believe that this is the Quicksilver from the Fox X-Men property. Because uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that they are diving into the multiverses just quite yet. And if they do, it probably won't be until the very last episode of, of this series. I think right now we're looking at somebody else who has a different name who got possessed somehow and brought in just the same as everybody else in the town is. Yeah, uh, I do like when they showed him though that uh, you had Darcy was watching and she's like, "Did they recast Pietro?" I uh, love I like, that line. I, oh my gosh, I, I love, love that this line because so because within the context of the MCU, we've actually had actors recasted. Uh, Bruce Banner, Rhodey, all the they've been recasted from previous movies and there's been very little actual mention. Like there was nothing saying like, huh, why does uh, 
Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner looked nothing like the the Bruce Banner from The Incredible Hulk. Um, yeah. Or Edward Norton. That's weird. Yeah, Edward Norton. There was that throwaway line in Iron Man 2 that I, I absolutely loved when they showed the new Don't roadie, you. like, it's me, I'm here, deal with it. Yeah. Uh, so they, they've done like some slight nods, but this was like a first right out, like, huh, they recasted Pietro. And <laughs> I, I love that one. I love that Marvel can get away with this stuff now. Like mm-hmm. the MCU, the MCU just, they have put in the work so much that they can get away with murder and we'd all be like, okay, cool. <laughs> Looks good. Sounds great. It's like, no, they just killed a person on screen for everybody. That person really died. That's I don't okay want to see this. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't want to. I, no. I like horror movies. I've seen all kinds of weird things in horror. I don't want to yeah. see this. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm just trying. To, I'm speaking hyperbole to make a point, but <laughs> the Marvel the Cinematic Universe snuff film. <laughs> oh, gosh, directed by Eli Roth. <laughs> Talk about left field. Uh, no, they really can get away with anything, and uh, I. It remains to be seen. Coming up episodes, I know next episode, I'm super excited for next episode just because we're probably going to get more of this uh, Pietro mm-hmm. and find out, maybe get some answers as to where he came from or get a little bit closer to finding answers as to where he came from. Uh, that's that's probably going to be the big tell for me. Are they really actually now, they are right now getting into the multiverse aspect or are they still just keeping it? This is just the hex shape is Wanda's reality that she's creating right now. It's not really a multiverse yet. Uh, what I'm wondering is, uh, do you think that they're going to take from this episode and immediately jump into the nineties? Or do you think that we've got Wanda's kind of like thrown off right now and that she's probably going to keep it in the eighties for another episode while she tries to figure out and deal with why Pietro is all of a sudden back. I don't know, because from what we've seen, uh, especially in that mid-season trailer, if anybody saw that, uh, it looks like there's a part where she moves into, like, I think I think the sitcom, it looked like it was parodying, was like the modern family style, where she's like sitting in mm-hmm. her home, talking to a camera. She knows that she's talking to a camera, which is a very, very fascinating concept for what they've built so far. Yeah. Uh, which that would tell me that's like the 2000s. That moves into like the 2000s style sitcom. Um, which I don't, I, I think, I think we still have yet to see like the nineties. I don't know if we saw the nineties in any of the trailers. I would expect to see nineties next episode. And then like the two thousands. Uh, I, be- I believe the nineties, the nineties is the Halloween. Possibly. I think the situation is based on the theory that we might bring up next week, that there's at least two more decades that they probably need to cover before before they just kind of break off the whole sitcom thing completely. And it's just mm-hmm. all hell breaking loose and what sword versus Wanda and what's happening and culminations and all that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I would expect nineties next week. But we'll uh, And then we've got 14 little angel was saying, I really think this is how Marvel's going to introduce the X-Men. That would be interesting. I know Kevin Feige has said that they're not in a huge hurry to introduce the X-Men into the MCU, but my favorite is I want to go back to J.J. Abrams going, no, Khan is not in Star Trek Into Darkness. Like, I don't trust a single thing any of these people say. Yeah. So, yeah, it, 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 it might be, it might not, but. The idea is to keep you off, off the scent. Uh, I think at this point, 
unless the writers are just complete geniuses, which let's be honest at this point, the writers in the MC are complete geniuses. Um, the only possible way I can see X-Men coming into play in the MCU now this late in the game will have to be a multiverse kind of a thing. They're going to have to spawn somehow out of a multiverse or if they do what other people think might happen, which is a reverse house of M at the end of this show where Wanda says some form or variation of a, let there be mutants, which right now makes no sense to me. Why would she just say, let there be mutants, but that it might be that kind of a situation where, you know, she speaks a word and all of a sudden people start mutating everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, definitely a lot of possibilities i'm eager to see with next week uh hey those of y'all watching if y'all have any other final thoughts questions comments get those in real quick we are going to be wrapping this up so any other thoughts let us know um yeah so the next couple episodes they definitely look like they're going to be interesting uh i am wanting to find out i feel like a lot of this is really hinging on what sword is going to find out because there are the eyes and ears of us as the audience i mean quite literally darcy is watching the show also yeah so there there are eyes and ears there are linked to what is possible like them posting all the pictures of everyone in westview with their driver's license and whatnot they have that connection i'm I'll, i want to see what else they could possibly be developing uh also kind of curious as to why uh this tyler hayward was so eager to shoot wanda with a missile when and he's so quick to, like in this episode he's he wants to call her a terrorist like, why is he, like, just so, like, mean and, like, militaristic against Wanda when she really hasn't done anything to fully deserve that yet? Like, this is yeah. still this is still something that needs to be investigated he's, and researched. He's, why? He's, for me, he's got some very, like, Thaddeus Ross uh, vibes to him. Like, eh, I get it. They did some good, but I don't like these uh, these heroes out here. I don't think... I think they need to be put into control and somehow and that's when he's like bringing up the civil war stuff and like Wanda Wanda's a weapon. Wanda's evil. We don't like Wanda. Okay. I I think that's I think his purpose there is just to push this narrative onto us, the audience, that Wanda is doing things that are dubious in nature. Mm-hmm. Which again, which I'm thinking it's the uh look over here, don't don't look over here, don't look over here. look look right here, don't look back here. For us, the audience, which is she, she is actually being a hero still. She is trying to keep people alive. She is trying to keep people safe. Something else is going on, and she's doing a her heroic duty, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I did like this. They're like, "What's her? Does she have a nickname? Yeah. No, not that I know of. She doesn't have a nickname at all. She's just Wanda Maximoff. Just no nickname." Um, and that did remind me of something else, real quick. There were like roughly like around the mid part of this, towards the end. Uh, Wanda did say something about how she's tired of hiding and seemingly it looks like she's just tired of creating this whole facade that she's making. Uh, So yeah, she seems to be breaking. She looks like she's going to be breaking down. So that might be leading into uh, other stuff. Uh, I like this idea too. When the Avengers travel in time, they change some things. That's also why Peter Maximoff is, Pietro, yeah. Well, Peter in the X-Men. They didn't really refer to him as Pietro in the X-Men universe, but uh, that's why he's at Wanda's door as well. I I mean, possible. 
At this point, honestly, like anything is on the table until they really uh, start giving us some answers. You know, spec- speculators going to speculate out here. Uh, anything can be on the table. I really don't think that they're touching multiverse yet, but dude, here's the thing. Uh, I could be wrong and I'm totally okay with that because I want I want them to tell this story the way they want to tell this story. I don't want them to tell the story the way I think, hey, this is how it should go. Because prior to the show starting, watching the trailer, we had no idea what this show was about or what they were doing. I'm yeah. just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts, but I'm along for the ride. So. I do like I do like the word of mouth this show is getting. A lot of people are coming around to it, especially the people who gave up after like the first two episodes just because they didn't like the shtick of the sitcoms. Uh, and now they're coming back going, whoa, this thing's actually doing some things I had no idea it could do. And now they're they're sticking around because this is what's going to help continue these these MCU shows that they're pumping out. And if they all have the level of quality that this has done so far, they're all going to be fantastic. So, and we'll be doing these like review talk alongs, whatever about all of them as they come out as well. I do think the only thing I'm worried about, like too much of the Foxman being brought into the MCU is that I really, I'm really eager for just a fresh new X-Men cast. I want to see a new professor X. I want to see a new Wolverine. I don't want, I don't want Hugh Jackman and and Pat, Patrick Stewart or you know in any of these other like James McAvoy, Fastbender, like I don't want to see. I don't really want to see any of them. Like obviously, I'm somebody who didn't necessarily want to see Luke pop up in the Mandalorian either. But when he did, I freaked out. I was like, "Cool, it's Luke. It's awesome. That's all neat." So yeah. I mean, if any of these people pop up, I'm probably going to do the "Oh, look, it's Professor X," as we know. That's all neat kind of a situation but i really do want to see a fresh face new x-men cast you have a weird way of reacting to things man <laughs> it's so neat <laughs> it's so neat oh my goodness <laughs> it's so cool yeah <laughs> anyways uh cutter hell with the 499 super chat final thoughts i think tyler might have a vendetta against wanda yeah i, I think so probably uh, <laughs> we just don't know what yet or why or to what extent uh, so happy Evan Peters is back. If it's the intro, the, if it's the X Men intro, it's a fantastic start. I mean, possible because the X Men did also time travel. So uh, I know after they did their like little time traveling thing, we did get that Dark Phoenix. But I feel like I speak for everyone who's watching this and any other future videos. <gasps> Dark Phoenix probably didn't exist. Just saying. Uh, that movie. The first the first class era of X Men movies did not exist past Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah, we could probably like wipe out a lot of apocalypse also while we're at it. So, wipe out who that didn't exist. Um, wipe, anyway. wipe out the apocalypse. Yeah, today we are putting an end to the apocalypse. I'm butchering that line. So, yeah, grim. we are canceling the apocalypse. That's it. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Nope, nope, Shh, we don't talk about that. Anyways, guys, that is it for tonight. Man, this was a big episode. I absolutely loved this episode. Uh, I I, I still can't wait to see what they're going to do next because, you know, they've got to top this. This is going to be getting better and better as it goes on. And I I like what they're doing with the story. Like, they've got me hooked. So, yeah. Anyways, Uh, it was was it we, this was episode five right so we got four more episodes technically speaking give or yep. take however they decided to do the last episode from what 
rumors and stuff are saying. But as far yeah, as we're rumors concerned, are saying there might be a secret, a secret like tenth episode or so. That would be look. That's that's so meta, and I wouldn't put it past them to be like, oh, there was a secret tenth, whatever. Uh, I honestly could see like the tenth episode being like the Mandalorian behind the scenes type situation for this, which would be really cool to see. I would actually love to see that. That would be yeah. really fun, like a little docu docu series episode about the mm-hmm. making of. Yeah, I'd be into that. Um, yeah. But yeah, four more episodes, which means four more episodes of this little ditty that we're doing right here until uh, I think. I think honestly, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts pretty pretty quickly after that. I think it starts like the week right after, so there's no break. <laughs> We're just gonna move straight into that because that looks good too. So we might want to look into doing a graphic for that here pretty soon. <laughs> uh, I will do a graphic for that. Anyways, guys, that's gonna do it for tonight. Thank y'all for watching. Those of y'all in the chat, thank you for being here, a part of this. Thank you for your input. A uh, lot of great conversation. We very much appreciate y'all being here for this. Uh, hope to see y'all again next week as we're talking about the next episode uh, right here on our channel. So make sure you drop us a like. Make sure you comment, share this video. Sh- let people know. Come back and watch. Let's interact. Let's all talk about this. Did you find Easter eggs that we didn't see? Let us know so we can be like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. come if back. You guys are, if you guys are new here, please subscribe also. like Your subscription yeah. really helps out the channel a whole lot. So please, please do that as well. Yeah. Uh, also, one more time, plug in the Patreon, patreon.com slash cinefanatics. Uh, we've got some good stuff coming out on there, including like we've been doing the ranking videos so far uh, every Wednesday for the past couple of weeks or so. We've had bonus footage from uh, the last two that we've done was the MCU heroes, MCU villains. There's bonus content over on the Avengers tier on our Patreon. Go check that out because it's also got some really funny bloopers attached to that as well. And uh, they're a lot of fun. So because believe yeah, it or not, we're not perfect out. when we put we're not perfect when we put cameras on ourselves, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Even in a live setting, just who knows? Uh so go check that out. Uh we do have some more stuff coming up uh real quick. We can plug uh at towards the end of this month. Uh so we actually have the day selected, correct? Yes, we do. On the 27th, Saturday the 27th, we are looking at doing our Patreon watch along of Coming to America, the original Coming to America, getting prepared for Coming to America, uh, dropping on Amazon Prime the following like Friday or so. Uh, so come back uh, or hit up the Patreon at the whatever the five dollar tier is for that, and, and then you could join us for watching Coming to America. That's going to be on the twenty seventh. Details, more details for that to come on Twitter. That would be Cinefanatics MLP on Twitter and Instagram. The do tier on the on the Patreon, the do tier, cool. That, uh, also, Tuesday, Tuesday nights at nine thirty p.m. Central Time. That is the tagline, which I don't have my graphic. That is the tagline. That's the show where we talk about movie news and stuff coming up. Uh, that's a lot of fun for interaction as well. If y'all have like some thoughts, feelings, opinions, some movie news drops you want to hear us talk about it, come back Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Central Time. That's 7.30 Pacific or 10.30 Eastern. That's our big flagship show. So come back, watch that. Anyways, anything else? I think that's going to... It's gonna. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vernon popped in there too uh we're also doing fun little uh, movie trivia on the patreon too so that's another thing that you can hop on on the patreon at the uh that one i believe is the maverick tier 
uh, right above the Avengers tier. So that's where you come hang out with us and you got trivia that you want to study. You want to get good at movie trivia. You can do that there. You want to quiz us and help us get better at movie trivia for reasons. Uh, you can do that there as well. Uh, no that's, specific that's reason in general. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot of fun stuff there. So uh, you can follow on page and do that as well. That's going to be coming up here this month as well. We've got one of those. That's a specific Patreon dedicated like trivia night. We'll probably do some of those here and there as we have time as well. So, yeah. Uh, I would love to do tagline earlier. It's just uh, typically on Tuesdays I work and I, it's we're doing tagline almost the second I get home from work. So uh, gotcha. we're just we're, we're trying to squeeze it in as early as we could possibly get it. But yeah, uh, as this channel grows <laughs> and I no longer have to rely on when I get home from work, then we could probably have it done earlier. So anyways, yep, yep. Anyways, thank but- y'all for watching tonight. What? Anything else? <laughs> You're doing good. Close it. <laughs> cool. Thank you all for watching tonight. It's been a lot of fun having y'all in the chat. Uh, again, follow us at Cinefanatics MLP on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Robert Adams MLP on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow my brother over here at Chris Adams MLP on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, thank y'all for watching. Y'all all have a great evening. We will see y'all on the next show that we do sometime. I don't know when. Bye. Later.